This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Thuramor, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Thuramor, as well as being a longtime church planner in the greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the Prayer Culture Podcast. All right, guys, thanks for joining us again. It's uh, Patrick here with Michael, and we are talking about a, uh, a topic familiar with anybody who's been involved in any kind of prayer ministry at all, which is this dilemma of prayer request time always dominating and leaving no time or very little time for actual prayer. So, Michael, you've been involved in a lot of prayer groups, a lot of prayer ministry, prayer meetings. How often do you run up against this issue? What do we do about it? What kind of scriptures would encourage us? Help us out. Yeah, so uh, it happens all the time, and it's because we as humans love to talk about ourselves. And <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we love to talk about ourselves, but it is true. People come with genuine requests mm-hmm. that God cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ends up happening often is we talk and we talk and this person talks and that person talks. And then there's very, very little time left to actually pray about it. Mm-hmm. And there is value in pouring time into prayer. You know, it, there is value in spending more than five minutes in doing it. I think that's super clear in the book of Acts. Like there's this situation where Peter's in prison and the church has met and they are praying and interceding for Peter, right? Then he gets freed. He comes back. They're still praying for him Mm. and, you know, pray without ceasing, like keep emphasizing prayer together, I think, which is often what's missed is it's, it's not just an individual exercise, but it's a together thing. So when we come together and we say, we're coming together to pray, then let's pray. We got to actually do some praying. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and of course the, the hard thing about this topic is like you said, these are genuine issues that need prayer They're and they're important to God that, so they should be important to us. The classic example of course is like, you know, granny's hip or whatever. And it's like, Hey, does anybody have anything that we can pray about? And someone inevitably has some relative or some friend, someone who's not in the room and they have some kind of problem or issue or they're facing something or whatever. And it can feel a bit, you know, it, it comes with a story and this kind of stuff. And it can feel like we're not going to pray about this for a while if we ever get to it. And then somebody else is reminded of somebody or something that's happening somewhere. And, and it tends to not be issues for people in the room. Like somebody in the room needs to be prayed for a lot of times it's people outside of the room, situations nobody else here is really. So these are important things. So then how do we, how do we think about how we spend time? How much time do we give? And how, how can we direct a group or lead a group? Because we're talking about prayer ministry and we, we want to have powerful prayer ministry. But so how, then how do we lead that? How do we influence it so that we can give good time and thought to something that is important to God 
without it taking all the time. And we don't ever, as you said, we don't ever end up getting to the actual praying. Yeah. You have to establish with people what your purpose is when you're coming together. I'm a firm believer it's good to have some fellowship times where there is a lot of talking and hanging out. And I think we should do some of that. You know, you have small group at church, right? And you you hang out and stuff. I'd love to see more prayer at small group, but it's important for churches, I think, to have prayer meeting times and say, we are coming to pray. This is what we're coming to do. Right. And then you need to establish some things like, hey, are we invested in more local things? Are we praying today more for big picture things? Okay. Um, Cause I think it's important to remember we, we are supposed to, I think, pray for big picture things too. Sure. Yeah. Um, like missionaries across the world or, you know, things mm-hmm. that are happening in China or in, you know, Thailand or whatever. Right. Right. So it's important to like establish that part too. Like how much are we investing locally and globally? And then what I do, I have a, a method basically for prayer meetings where there's time where we abide and wait on the Lord to inform our prayer meeting. Right. And then we do intercession and we'll have a topic, but it's important to have leadership in it, basically. Yes. Have somebody who's who's the facilitator, who's helping guide the conversation and is basically the only one really talking outside of prayer. And that could be one or two people or something like that, but just a person or two people maybe who are like, they're driving this, this meeting. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to requests, I don't want to like n- maybe not do any requests at all right. in the meeting, but usually I save requests like till the end mm. of the meeting requests that are not already kind of part of the the plan. Yeah. And I do even try to guide those. Like a lot of times, you know, like at church in a prayer meeting, I'll get a chair, sit in the middle. All right. Can we pray for healing over you? Or what, you know, a specific thing that maybe the Lord's directing us to pray into. So that helps keep it from kind of being anything and it makes it more. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So give some direction. Some, okay. So then the, the issue of leadership is really important in this area. If nobody has a plan, for how we're going to spend our time, we will spend the time talking about ourselves. That's basically what we're saying, <laughs> because that's it's so true. That's the human default, you yeah. know. And and okay, so and I, what I'm also hearing you say is uh, the normal kind of natural mode that people will, and we've all experienced it. I've been a part of it. I've probably I've probably established it in some ways without meaning to, but the normal natural way we're going to gather together for prayer is we're going to, if we sat, if we had an hour, we're going to spend 55 minutes talking about what is important to us, what's burdening us, the, the, the cares, anxieties, whatever issues, health issues, anything like that. We're going to spend 55 minutes going around the circle talking, and then we're going to spend five minutes Going, uh, Lord, uh, you heard all that, you know. <laughs> we know, we know you heard all that. So, will you please do something really great about the things that you heard? So, what I hear you saying is just intentionally flip it, intentionally flip it, so that we're going to we're going to get to the prayer and spend time praying about things that we know are important to God, important to us. And by the way, if you're in relationship with the people in the room, you should probably already know a lot of these things and you don't have to be told everything going on in everybody's life. You can just pray for each other based on what you know. And then we can get to the end of a meeting and we can say, hey, is there anything else that we really need to pray for? Anything urgent that needs prayer tonight? And maybe that would help 
to divide up the time more appropriately so that you actually get to the prayer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are we, I can, I can feel all my empath friends right now. I can hear them going, so you don't care how people feel tonight. You just came with a plan of things that were important to you guy leading you showed up with a list of things that are important to you. So what would you say, you know, if you go, okay, we, we, we have a plan of important things, things we know are important to God. And towards the end, we're going to make some time for things that are important to everybody right now. Well, what would you say so that we're not, because we don't want to be callous. We don't want to not know about important things to pray for. Yeah. So here's a funny thing. Like, I, I think... Maybe Paul Miller calls it like conversational prayer or something. But basically what happens is when you start praying, when you first let the Holy Spirit inform, so everybody comes and waits on the Lord, right? We've got music going, people are waiting on the Lord. And then what happens is when we go into the intercession time, sometimes people are kind of staying on a topic or some things that have been said by the leader. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes people are going totally off and they're doing something, they're praying into something that is in their life that they care about. Yeah. And the rest of us confirm it and we start praying over it. Okay. Yeah. Like, so it's like they're doing the request, but they're actually giving it to God. You're Make right. your request made known to God, right? They're doing that. Instead of just to us. Like, yeah. And then we're agreeing with it. Yeah. So, that's really good. That's really good. That, so it happens. I love that you introduced that as a funny thing. Here's a funny thing. You could actually tell God about the thing and then we could all just know that now that's a thing. And I do in the past, I have felt like um, that that is probably the most efficient way to make requests known, to make them known to God. Now, I also have had a little bit of pushback in my own self and then from others also where, you know, it's... I don't know. Sometimes that's a bit hard for people because you want to lead in that. You want to, you want that to be a known thing that if you need something, if you need prayer for something, pray for it. And we will all then agree with your prayer. We'll join in and intercede for you about that thing. But that can feel sometimes to people kind of like, oh, okay, so you don't want me to tell you, you just want me to pray about it. And I know that that can be a bit odd for some people, but maybe just because it's not normal for them. What do you think? Maybe I have no empathy, but I say (laughs) making your requests known to God is way better than me. And when you make it known to God with me together, then I know that and I'm starting to pray into it. So I I, I do know some people are nervous about praying for some reason. I don't Mm -hmm. fully understand that. Because you're you. Because I'm me, <laughs> but but some people are nervous about that. So yeah, of course, like when you're dis- doing discipleship with people and growing together with people, that's something you want to, they don't have to be like super zealous in how they pray specifically, no, yeah, Sure. but over time you do hope they'll learn how to just pray, you know, yeah, like how to, to just God. take God's r- requests, mm-hmm. even together in a group, I think. Right. Um, Right. No matter how monotone or passionate it is, right. you know. Beside the point. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't resonate with it. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. No. I have my child's like this though. Super nervous about prayer. So one of my biggest prayer requests for him has been, Lord, give him boldness to pray. Mm. And over time, he's become more accustomed to praying in front of me and the other kids and and stuff. So he's getting there, you know? Right. 
So. And that's and that's you know every person in a prayer meeting has feelings about prayer, you know, history and experiences and things like that. So my youngest, I mean, when he was very little, he was just mimicking. Prayer was just a lot of mimicking. So he, we would even, we would start praying and we would hear him, you know, three, four years old, we hear him going, mm, yes. <laughs> it was the cutest thing in the awesome. world, but it's totally sincere, you know? And then he kind of got where he realized, oh, wait, that's not my own natural response. I was just hearing people do that. So then he wasn't doing that. And then he backed off from even wanting to pray out loud at all. And what's amazing is his older brother started to pray. They share a room and then they started to just pray. When everybody else is out of the room and it's bedtime, they would just pray together. And then if you were outside of the room, you could hear Jude praying just like so comfortably. Wow. You know, so he just got kind of discipled by his older brother into feeling more comfortable. He had a space where he felt comfortable praying, and so he's going to grow through that. So uh, I'm sure a lot of this is just people having experience praying, learning how, listening to others, learning how to share your requests and those kinds of things. So what we're saying then, well, it sounds like what we're landing on on this issue of you know my granny's hip and, and this kind of stuff. What we're landing on is if we're going to have prayer time, there just has to be somebody in the room who is devoted to protecting prayer time. So somebody is just in charge and everybody knows I'm not trying to be a jerk. I, it's not that nobody cares about what you're saying, but somebody has to make sure we actually spend time praying. Otherwise, the, because just talking about things that need to be prayed about has some value. Yeah. It has burden-bearing value, you know, Galatians, Paul tells the Galatians to bear one another's burdens, and in this way you're fulfilling the law of Christ. So we're loving one another the way Jesus tells us to, just by he, by asking, what do you need? What's burdening you? And somebody can, can help, and they can put that burden on me in a way, and I can help bear that with them just by listening, just by knowing. That has great value. But if we're here to pray, then we need to pray about that thing. So it's about establishing a, a way that we all understand if I have something I need to, be, to, to have prayer for, I'm going to make that request known to God, knowing that you all heard it, or I'm going to very succinctly kind of give you enough to go on. And that just takes time to develop that, where everybody understands what's happening and nobody feels slighted or... Yeah, especially, it's a little easier when it's like, you're at church, at church and you have several different activities and one of them is this is the prayer meeting. Mm -hmm. But like with us at, at house church where it's like discipleship group church thing where yeah. there's a couple of different things going on. It's not exclusively a prayer meeting, right? but we focus on prayer. It's like, okay, then it it's transitions that become crucial. Like mm. how are you introducing the next thing? Like if we're going into a prayer time and we want to spend a long time in prayer, how are we introducing this next yeah. thing, essentially? Right, right. And that just requires somebody. So, what, so the, again, the context of this is prayer ministry, you know? And so if, if anybody's listening to this and they're trying to start or they're trying to facilitate prayer ministry, you just have to know there has to be somebody, maybe you, in the room willing to interrupt somebody, willing to say, hey, you know, that I, I don't, that's, we, we understand, <laughs> you know, in the most gracious way you can to be able to, to kind of interrupt 
and and say thank you you know for sharing that we know there's so much going on in your heart so much swirling around and it's a burden we want to bear with you let's let's begin to bring it to the lord if there's anything we haven't heard yet make it known to god we're going to be in agreement with you and and it's not manipulative yeah it's just leadership and and it can be gracious and loving and and you can still honor the person um so what do you if you were going to coach somebody in a moment where it's like you're going to have to interrupt people sometimes i'm how would you okay so maybe this is dangerous because you're the guy with no empathy where you're just like stop (laughs) you stop well no i do have empathy and i'm very caring towards people that's the funny thing is like i'm glad you're in charge at church you're the one who has the kind of like you know (laughs) Um, Michael, at the prayer meeting, I Jesus started in charge of with, with, okay. <laughs> how <laughs> <Right>. dare you? <laughs> um, but before we move to that question, I'm going to answer that question. But first I want to tell you one oh, other okay. thing Okay, is if you have time where you wait on the Lord first, before you take requests, you actually give the Lord space to give a word of knowledge about uh, what people need. Okay. He may give you a word of knowledge about a request that's that's going to come. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, then you get to share. It's like, oh, the Lord is here. He already knows the request. Right, right. And how encouraging is that to the person who hasn't shared yet and the Lord already told somebody else? It's insane. Those are the most powerful moments, I think, in in a space like that. Like the Lord is telling me about your need or the Lord told you about my need. That is... That just like blows your mind and makes you feel so ultra cared for yeah. by the Lord and yeah. by each other. Yeah, that's a that's a really good word. So I'm glad you said that. But what you're saying about interrupting, um, when it comes to establishing a prayer meeting specifically, um, I, I started one at a church and the other person leading it, I established with them from the very beginning, like, hey, this is about prayer. Mm-hmm. And this person co-leads it. So like I'll lead it one week, they'll lead it one week or whatever. But... Um, and I, I didn't set a lot of parameters saying you have to do it this exact way. We have a basic model, but I did tell them like, it's super important. This is prayer time, not request time, not, not a bunch of talking time. I think we have had once where we've done like answers to prayer in it, where there was a little more talking. Um, but, uh, I, I just made this super clear when we were establishing this prayer prayer meeting, this is what it's about. Uh So if you do that from the outset with a, a, a prayer meeting that's super helpful. Right. Yeah. And so, so whether it's coaching somebody who's leading, having a plan coming in, things we already know we're going to pray for that are important to the Lord, having discipling relationships with people so that there's actually burden bearing happening outside of this time. You know, we already know each other's needs. If you're sick, I already knew about it. You know, um, asking people before the meeting to give requests if they have, if they need prayer, like tell us before the meeting so that when we get to the meeting, we can start praying for it. Those are all tools that you can use. Those are all, those are all things that we should be doing anyway. You know, we should just know what's happening in each other's lives anyway. Right. So if we're not counting on the quote unquote prayer time for the time to discover the needs, you know, but we know the needs in the course of discipleship and relationship, um, then we can save a lot of time and we can get right to the prayer, which is where all the power is. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. So any other thoughts that you would kind of lay over that to kind of round this out or just the heart of it or anything? Pray without ceasing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Be that persistent widow. 
Persistent widow, keep just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, right. That's good. And uh, and, and I guess I'd probably the only other kind of final thought I would have about it is when we're talking about prayer requests, we're talking about uh, people, this topic of, you know, trying to manage the time well so that it's not all prayer requests. I, as leaders, we do have to be incredibly sensitive to how dangerous it can feel to people to actually speak up and say, I have a need, or I'm in trouble in some way, or I have sinned. And I'm asking for you to pray for me that I could repent of this, you know, or be free from this, or I I think there's a spirit attacking me, or a family member of mine is desperately sick, or whatever it is, you know, that that is this person's life. That's their life. So what we're not saying is that those things aren't as important as praying. It's all very important to God, obviously. I mean, God is a God of compassion, of never-ending mercy. He loves us. He cares for us. So Jesus himself is always making intercession for us. It's like one of his primary ministries he continues to do, you know. So these things are all very important. Our needs are very important to God. We're not saying don't waste time listening to people's needs. <laughs> We're not saying, right. oh, people rambling on and on about their prayer requests. Oh, right. please stop. That's not it. We're saying find a space for that that's outside of we're supposed to be praying right now. Yeah. That's the point. Absolutely. That's what we're getting at. We do need to know what people need. We, know, we want to know yeah. all the things that are so important to God, the ways that he's looking at their life and he's grieved or he's hurt for them or he has compassion and, and he wants to do something and, he's, and he wants us to ask him for it. We want to know about those things. We just want to know about them before we get into the prayer time because this is time for prayer. So that that's probably the only thing I would lay over it. And we've kind of already talked around that and said it a bit, but just wanted to be right out there explicit how important that is. So all good? All good. All right. Thanks so much for listening.